We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. We've got one team locked now to go to the NBA Finals. That is the Golden State Warriors taking down the Dallas Mavericks last night. We'll talk a bit about that. We've got some injury updates to get into, including Zion Williamson, maybe some contractual stuff as well. Lot to discuss. Keith Smith, NBA, joining me. I'm Trevor Lane. Keith, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. It's uh. These 8.30, really 8.45 starts here on the East Coast for the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, you wake up, and then it's like 10.30, and it's like 10 more hours to go. So it's, uh, you know, it's brutal. As we're recording this, there's only about five hours to go. So, you know, clearly we'll make it. But, man, it's it makes for a very long day. So this feels like a late start to you. Definitely definitely not the case to me. I'm like, oh, these <laughs> games are starting nice and early. Sure. I'm used to them starting much later, much later than, than that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it's tough, man. It's and especially right. Cause it's, they say eight 30, but we all know it's eight 45, right? Like, like we all know how that's going to play out. Well, let's um, let's start before we get into, into Celtics heat tonight, which I think is going to be the, the end of the Miami heat this evening, unless Jimmy Butler has suddenly found a way to get the other 50% of himself back. That is clearly not there right now. Um, the golden state warriors, they punched their ticket to the NBA Finals, take down the Dallas Mavericks. It seemed pretty clear. You talked about this yesterday. If you are the team that's heading into this type of situation, you want to get a team down quickly, and you want to get them starting to think about vacation. You know, the Mavs, to their credit, they fought all the way through, but it was pretty clear from the get-go that the Warriors were not going to let the Mavs win that one and, and get out of get out of Golden State with with the W. Yeah, the key was the Warriors built such a big lead that when yeah. the Mavs made their run, it still didn't even really become a game. So that was the 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 challenge when when you get up by you know 25, 30 points, it's really hard to overcome that. We see 20 point deficits wiped out pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but that high that that just get gets tough because like I was trying to explain it to to someone the other day and that they were on a radio appearance where they were just like, what happens in these games where these big leads disappear? And I, and I said, well, a lot of it is, you know, it's the three point shooting and, you know, mm-hmm. teams will just start hoisting them. And if you get hot, it's, you know, you can make up ground quickly. I said, but you have to think you're up 25. Even if the other team goes on a 15 all run, you still have a 10 point lead. Like that's, that that's tough. And that's, you know, it gets very difficult. And, you know, congratulations to the Warriors. They were the better team throughout the course of the series. Mm-hmm. They have arguably been maybe the best team throughout the course of the playoffs. They they dispatched Denver uh, relatively easy in the first round. The uh, second round was um, blanking. Who did they play in the second round? 
uh, Grizzlies, the, right? The Grizzlies, yeah. There you go. I, I completely blank. Sorry, Grizzlies. <laughs> no, it was. It feels me? like that was months ago it at, really at this does. point. I don't know it why. Really um, that was a battle, right? They had to mm-hmm. work to, to get that one. Um, and then Mavericks, they, they, you know, got rid of them very easily as well. So, uh, even those, even though they lost one, those games weren't particularly close, uh, you know, at any point in this series. So that's, you know, credit to the Warriors there. I'm not going to say they're the dynasty Warriors again, but they're, mm-hmm. they're not far off. It doesn't look like. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got the depth now. I mean with pieces like Jordan Poole that are doing things for them them out mm-hmm. there. I mean Kevon Looney, where where did this come from? Oh my goodness, yeah. he's he's been a force for them. <laughs> Kevon um, Looney scoring machine. Yeah, where, where, like who would have who would have guessed that? <laughs> and then uh, Andrew Wiggins, Maple Jordan is uh, is picking things up for them as well. He's been exactly. been solid. Um, obviously not star level or anything, but he's doing the things that they need him to do. He's mm-hmm. been fantastic. I like the way he was attacking the basket. So yeah, Good I mean defense the, too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And they needed that. Was Luca the best player in the series? Uh, Steph was, I think. Okay. I think it was Steph still, but, I, you know, Luca right, right there. You know, Luca, you know, if anybody had any questions, cemented his status as top five player in the entire league, I would say he, I mean, he's just unbelievable mm-hmm. um, what he can do. And I think he just ran out of gas. I, I think Jason Kidd, it's hard to, to second guess play Luca basically the entire second half. Yeah. Um, I just don't know that Luca is cut out for that. Yeah. Um, and that's not me. T- I'm not taking a shot at him being out of shape or anything. Cause I think he was in fine shape uh, by, by this point in the season. I just think it's, it's hard to play, you know, a whole half knowing you kind of have to do everything. So that's uh, the challenge. And now Dallas moves into an off season with some questions. How do they get better? Uh, first one, what do they do with Jalen Brunson? Uh, Mark mm-hmm. Cuban after the game said, you know, we want him here. We can pay him more than anybody else. And I think he wants to stay. So if uh, that's the approach we're taking, then, you know, might as well cross Jalen Brunson off your free agent list. Um, well, we'll be covering free agency uh, fairly soon here. Um, but yeah, let's see what happens with, with Jalen Brunson, um, you know, in his, his uh, you know, next contract. But I don't know if I'm Dallas, I, you know, we can pay him more than anybody else. Shouldn't equal. We'll pay him whatever it takes um, because they're, they're Luca needed help and kind of want to see Jalen Brunson be the guy to provide it versus, you know, well, this time it's going to be Reggie Bullock. This time it's going to be uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. You kind of want it to be, if we're going to pay Brunson 20 plus million a year, it should be Brunson every night that, you know, is going to show up. And uh, sometimes in the course of these playoffs, he just wasn't able to be that guy. I do wonder with his size, like, are we 100% sure this is just what he is from here on out in terms of being that this level of player, or is there some, I don't, I don't want to say fluke, but is there some contract year stuff going on here? Or what, what are we thinking of? J- I mean, I think he's very good, but is he really like a 20 plus million dollar per year player that you can pay him that and win games? I, th- that's not always the same thing. You can say a guy's sure. worth this much money, but then winning games with that guy on that contract might be a different story. I, I mean, I think the Mavs need to keep him, but I don't know, like if I'm the team paying him that much, am I convinced I'm getting like that that one B that we need moving forward for Luca? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I, it's, it's really hard because, yeah, you can't let him walk because you can't replace him if he goes. But on the flip side, yeah, what are you going you know, to lock into 80 to 100 million dollars over the next four years? Probably going to have to. Um, yeah. That's the you know reality of how these things go. Maybe you can get them on a slight discount. Maybe you can do all one of those uh, front-loaded deals where it declines year over year. That that might not be the worst uh, thing in the world. But 
yeah, it's 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 one of those it's kind of the epitome of the bird rights trap, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's we're stuck if we don't pay them because we can't replace them. But if we do pay them, you know, we're running into the risk of, you know, I, I, as long as you don't get crazy, sure. it's not going to turn into a really bad contract. You know, if you can get it, you know, started out around 18 million or start it high and have it descend, um, but keep the total money around, you know, 40 million, you're, you're probably in pretty good shape. You know, I, I like Brunson a lot, but from the standpoint of, of basketball skills, I don't see him as this kind of otherworldly creator, right? He's the guy that likes to break his man down one-on-one and then he scores on a lot of tough shots. And sometimes that's not the stickiest of skill sets mm-hmm. year to year to year. And again, that's just all of that's feeding. I know I'm sounding very negative about Brunson, but it just, there's some, some red flags there where I don't know if the Mavs are going to be happy. Now it could be that they pay him and then they end up moving him in, in January or something like that. That could certainly happen. I don't sure. think they want to let him walk away for nothing, but I don't know if they give Brunson a big contract and they say, okay, here we go. We were Western conference finals last year. Brunson's going to keep getting better. He's going to be our one B guy. Off we go. NBA finals. Here we come. If I'm the Mavs, I don't think I can approach this summer that way. I think they've got to make some tweaks. They've got to add some more firepower. I'm not sure exactly how they do it, but I don't know if bringing back Jalen Brunson is enough to say, check that box off off season is good. And we're loaded and ready to roll. Yeah. I, I, um, also I'm not going to go into, um, I'm not going to go into the whole article. Mark Stein just released an article about what's next for, for Dallas. Um, he's obviously probably the media member who's closest to, mm-hmm. to that team. Um, but one thing he does say um, in his tweet is the Mavericks, contrary to long held speculation are unlikely to initiate an all out trade pursuit of Utah's Rudy Gobert. And, mm-hmm. and I think that makes sense. I, it would be hard to, to get that, uh, done to get Rudy Gobert without giving up, you know, other key pieces of the team. And it, it is, I think, you know, everybody who listens to this should know I'm not a, a person who's out on Gobert and think he's bad or anything like that. I just think, you know, if you're Dallas, you're going to have to give up so much to get him that I'm not sure that's the direction I would go. And then, yeah, I'm with you on Brunson. I'm not, I, I like Jalen Brunson quite a bit. I just, yeah, when, when a big chunk of your game's based off making tough shots. Yeah, it's a good skill to have, but I don't know that's a good skill I want to necessarily rely on. But, you know, let's put all that aside for a second. Yeah. Yo, major kudos to Dallas. On a sure. great You know, nobody expected this, especially midway through the season uh, when they were you know, right around 500 or a little under, uh, right around you know, the turn of the calendar year. Uh, no one thought this was going to be how this went. And there they were in the Western Conference Finals. You know, great season for them. Good step forward season. Hopefully now we've answered the can Luca win in the playoffs question. Um, you know, not now it'll turn to can Luca make a finals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's he's got plenty of years left to do that. Let's also talk Warriors finals. Um, they're going to be getting a bit healthier. Gary Payton II yeah. should be back at some point for the finals, obviously dealing with that elbow injury uh, from that, that Grizzly series. But uh, yeah, th- I mean, that's, that's big, I think for the Warriors and their defense. You know, is he, you know, the, the game changer that's going to completely change the outlook of a series? Eh, maybe probably not, but he's certainly a guy that they want in there, a guy that they can lean on for some minutes, a guy that they can lean on to make some big hustle plays. So I think this is something that uh, that'll matter for the Warriors uh, and, and certainly help bolster their, their rotation. 
Yeah, whether it's Boston or Miami, he's another guy you can throw at um, the wing scorers because that's you know one of the things he does best is is guard uh, guys who score primarily off the dribble. So whether that be Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, whoever those guys are, the Peyton's another guy you can put out there, and it's you know just another uh, key quality defender added to to the Warriors who are already playing pretty good defense throughout these playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about the Blazers. Hiring, hiring Mike Schmitz from yeah. ESPN to be their assistant GM. Super Mike cool. Schmitz from, from way back. I mean, he, he used to come on uh, when the Lakers had early draft picks. He was coming on our podcast and talking about, about Lonzo Ball and, and players like, like that. And now uh, here he is. He's actually working for the Blazers as an assistant GM. Very hardworking guy and, uh, and knows his scouting for sure. So great, great news and uh, great hire for the Blazers. Yeah, I think this is great too. It is, um, I, I think it is really um, cool that we're seeing this is a guy who made his path through the media. You know, he was a, to, to, to use a Kevin uh, Durant term, he was a blog boy back in the day, um, you know, and then hooked up with Draft Express. But I had the pleasure of meeting Mike Schmitz a couple of different times. Um, one of the times, uh, you know, just he was super cool. I asked him about some of the guys the Celtics had drafted uh, for a little bit more insight. Could not have been, uh, you know, more generous with his time and kinder to, to give, you know, his thoughts on them. But he's always very honest, but he mm-hmm. does it in a way where it's not ripping a player. Like it's sure. a very honest critique. You feel good about it. Like, I honestly think he could come on and critique me. And I would feel like, Oh man, like after I'd be like, wow, he thinks I'm awful, but <laughs> like, I don't feel bad because of the way he said all these, but things. I like him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he's, he did, I mean, just look at the outpouring yesterday after Woj's tweet. Sure. There was not a single negative response to it. Other than a couple people went, you know, cause they're going to be contrarian about everything. Sure. Um, it is, you know, it is, uh, you know, big time that that he's there and an extremely hard worker. Uh, you saw multiple people say like this guy lives this stuff. And if you mm-hmm. followed him uh, for any time over the last, you know, five six years at least, maybe even longer, you've seen like he's tweeting from like some under fifteen tournament in some Central European country mm-hmm. on a you know, Saturday, and like it's you know it's absolutely incredible. So you know, um, you know, super excited for him. You know, good good uh, get by the Blazers and. You know, well, let's see what they do now draft-wise is this is a team that has semi-punted on the draft kind of since mm-hmm. landing uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. It's I don't want to say fully punted on it, but it's been kind of always like, oh, we'll trade picks if we need to. We'll do this. Uh, they have landed a couple guys like Anthony Simons, uh, uh, Nasir Little, later in the draft. But, it's you know, it's been one of those things where it's kind of always been an ancillary building piece. We'll see now if that, that changes moving forward. Yeah, I do wonder if this changes what they do with the with their pick. Are they do they keep it now because they've got Mike there telling them which prospect would be the best fit, or do you say we need to build around Damian Lillard win right now and that pick is very much available on the trade block? Yeah, one other thing I would say too is Portland's got an awful lot of roster spots to fill uh, mm-hmm. this this summer. No matter how they go, whether they go the cap space route or not, they've still got a lot of spots to fill. And one thing, one way to fill spots with good players that are ready made to come right in is sometimes go to international free agents and bring some guys over that you can uh, plug in, whether it be you know Americans that have been playing abroad or just you know true international players. And again, Mike Schmitz, yeah, he's a draft guy, but he's got all this great international 
international experience where he's seen, you know, all these guys. I bet he's got a couple guys he's he's got his eyes on maybe to come over and join Portland from from the overseas ranks as well. So, you know, all, all around we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, it's, I am very curious to see how they approach just – not only the draft, but this offseason and everything. And in one point of clarity, Woj's article that he wrote about it made it sound like Schmitz will stay with ESPN through the draft. Uh, but, yeah, he may be on ESPN commenting on all the players, but guaranteed uh, he's going to be working with Portland and giving advice sure. when asked. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, let's jump over to the Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans announced recent imaging of Zion Williams's uh, right fifth metatarsal showed continued improvement. He's cleared to play to return to play progression without any restrictions. So that's great news in terms of Zion getting in a full off season of work and then preparing for for next season again. Missed the entire season this year, but the hope is that he can get back on track and be ready to go for opening night this next season. Yeah, huge. I mean, no, no other way to put it. This is yeah. uh, massive for the Pelicans. I just posted their off season preview um, without looking. How many free agents take the two way guys out of it? How many free agents do you think the Pelicans have this this offseason? Oh, my gosh. Um, I know they have most of their guys that are locked up. Four? One. That's it. Wow. I was even, I, And I thought I was maybe maybe aiming a little. <laughs> I was like, maybe there's like guys that I'm not thinking of on the roster. I thought yeah. I was, oh, okay. Yeah, you got three if you count their two-way guys, Gary Clark and Jared Harper. Wow. Um, but of their standard players, just one, Tony Snell. Uh, Jose Alvarado is on a partially guaranteed contract, which clearly they're going to keep him um, and let that contract become fully guaranteed. All the other guys, the other 13 players on standard deals are all signed uh, for next season. So, yeah, I mean, it is – you are – and that's it. Continuity and consistency. Now you get your main guy back. Summer workouts, you're going to have them on the floor. Going into training camp, you're going to have them on the floor. I'm going to – it's way too early to, to fully lock this in, so we, we don't need to make this a lock pick. But I this team's going to be pushing for home court advantage in the playoffs next year, I think. They, they were pretty good um, mm -hmm. in the second half of last year. C.J. McCollum was awesome for them. 
His numbers were through the roof. And now you're going to add Zion to that. You'll get Valanchunas back. Brandon Ingram missed a lot of time. He missed like a third of the season too. Yep. Um, so you get him back on the floor. I, I think this team is has a chance to really be pushing for home court advantage because I just I like the way it comes together. They're, they're 10, 11, 12 deep. Um, but it's the back end or guys you don't necessarily need to, to play. So it's not like you're going to run into bad feelings about not playing. It's more guys who are kind of your stay ready guys and those kind of things. Um, it's, this is a really interesting team to watch uh, throughout the offseason. I don't think we're going to see a big summer. I don't think they're going to make a bunch of moves because I think it's about – we made our big moves. We got C.J. McCollum. We got Larry Nance Jr. Uh, we, we did our stuff. They're going to add the eighth pick in the draft. You mm-hmm. know, they, Really best player available. They could go with a high potential guy, whatever they want to be. Um, one other interesting thing on Zion, and I only just saw this come across Twitter, um, Brian Windhorst on NBA Today said that the Pelicans are – it's that, that all they're going to offer him is like the Joel Embiid style contract where it's oh, um, okay. not fully guaranteed. It's going to be, you know, triggers to hit those, those guarantees in the end and something like that. He, he called it a saints style contract an NFL style contract where it's, you know, very little guaranteed. I, I I'll stick to the NBA side of it called the Embiid contract. I wrote about this sure. extensively for spot track. So if anybody wants to find it, you can just Google Keith Smith, Zion Williamson contract extension, and it'll pull up um but yeah i i that that's just another interesting piece of intel because that's probably their biggest thing they need to do this offseason is hammer on an extension with zion I, it'll be interesting to see what the back and forth looks like on the on that yeah with, with zion like does he he's obviously going to push back a little bit on that but how much after missing the whole season he i don't think he's got a ton of leverage there I think ultimately something gets done, but, but we've been saying for a while now that that is the approach that the Pelicans need to have. They need to make sure that they have that future protection for themselves while still recognizing that when he's on the floor, Zion is an absolute monster. That's what we've seen, but he does have that trouble actually staying on the floor. So you have to build in those protections. Otherwise you could be in big trouble. You sign him to a max contract five years guaranteed two years from now, that could look awful if you don't have some sort of of safety net in there. Agreed. Uh, Nikola Jokic, Tim Connolly on the way out. Nikola Jokic is not still still <laughs> on board. Yep. Still on board with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and it looks like he will uh, will take that that supermax deal. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I know maybe some people have it a little twisted because of the James Harden Darren Warney relationship. Sure. Guys don't attach themselves to GMs like that. They coaches on occasion. It's more. You know, and we know how this works. And I'm not by any means suggesting Jokic is going to want to trade because I don't think he he does. We we've seen this over and over again. I repeat this point a lot: the players who come from from outside of the United States, mm-hmm. this is home within this big giant country we have. That city becomes home for them, so it's very, it's far less likely for them to to jump and leave. A lot of those guys stay for a very long time. We've seen it with Giannis. Now we're going to see it with Jokic. So uh, no real surprise here, I don't think. But um, first guy I saw with this was uh, Mike Singer of the Denver Post um, was the first one, and then I think uh, since then I think Sham Sham Sharania and Sam Amick have also chimed in. But you know, just you know, the more voices you add to the chorus on this one, the more likely it is Jokic will sign that super extension just as soon as he can yeah agreed okay uh do you want to talk some contract options yeah Maybe let's do it, get it to? let's let's, right. let's play with a new feature here. that's right okay okay here we go here we go <laughs> oh hey. look at that look at that 
All right, guys. All right. So one of the things we're, we're looking to do, you guys know what we look like. We can make us little and we can show you some <laughs> stuff. So we're excited uh, about this um, on uh, NBA front office show here for you. Uh, we're going to start out today where we're going to talk a little bit, a bit about some uh, NBA contract options. I just posted this article posted last night uh, for spot track. I went through all 39 player and team options and uh, put out there what my projection is for what, what uh, you know, these players will do with, with these options. So we're not going to go through all 39 of them. The show already <laughs> runs long enough as it is. Um, so we'll skip over some of the more uh, smaller ones um, and get into the, to the bigger ones uh, here. But you can go read the article, spottrack.com. I believe right now uh, it's the lead article on the site, but it'll be up on the main page uh, for, for a while there um, with this. So uh, we'll skip through the Celtics ones. Those are two, two fairly minor ones. The big ones for the Nets, Kyrie, let's see. You know, who mm-hmm. knows what's yeah. going to happen Irving and then Patty Mills. Um, Kyrie, we, we've been over it a million times, so I don't know that we need to re go through that. I, I continue to believe he'll opt out and then we'll see what the next deal becomes. Yeah, Patty Mills, if, if he opts in, yeah, yeah right? I think he's gonna opt in. Um, I would have said in January, maybe even February, he would opt out and see if he could cash in again on another deal, but he really wore down as the season went along, um, played far too many minutes. I think now he'll look at it and say, you know what, am I going to get 6.2 million on the open market? Probably not. I think he opts in. Yeah. I'm in agreement with that. I think he ultimately does opt in, particularly given his age. Like if he was 28, sure. He hits the market. Teams are going to be interested, but the age, you know, 34, I think he's probably going to opt into that deal. Yeah. I want to do Jalen McDaniels, not that he's a big game player, but I want to touch on something here. That's something that is going to impact a lot of guys this off season. Uh, And these are players where any player with less than four years of experience in the NBA, minus guys who are on first round rookie scale deals, they're, Mm -hmm. they're the only ones who work differently. Any other player, doesn't matter if you come over at 35 years old from Europe um, for a season, you are then uh, subject to restricted free agency. So what we often see happen is teams will decline what looks like a super friendly team option for yep. a guy like Jalen McDaniels, who's a pretty good rotation forward for the Hornets. 1.9 million seems like a no brainer that they would pick it up. But what I think the Hornets will do, and this again is going to come up with a handful more guys. I think they'll decline that. Then they can make McDaniels a restricted free agent and hammer out a longer term deal yeah. with him with control otherwise what happens is he goes into unrestricted free agency in the summer of 2023 if they just pick it up and then they won't have control and they may just lose the player so that's why i wanted to talk about him because this is going to come up for a handful of other guys i think this happened the the nuggets were in this scenario with nikola Jokic. correct years, years absolutely back. right yeah yep. yep and they ultimately chose that path and it makes so much sense i mean yeah and you look at it, you say, "Oh, wouldn't it be great to have this player for 1.9 million?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's but it's more important that you keep the player long term, and the way to make yeah. sure you do that is restricted free agents. Yeah, there's going to be a really good player we'll get to that. This is a kind of a key thing on mm-hmm. here. Uh, Keith, Cleveland Cavaliers, Dean Wade, same position as mm-hmm. as McDaniel's. Uh, don't sleep on Dean Wade. He was actually a pretty good rotation player for the Cavs um, in those jumbo lineups, and, and him getting hurt was a was a sneaky big loss uh, for for Cleveland. Um, just because he's a name, Trey Burke. This is why you don't give player options to to 
lower tier rotation guys. It does, yep. It's it's only ever going to hurt you if they opt in, unless you really think that that the player is going to pop. Uh, Denver's got two guys, uh, both the Greens, Jamichael Green and Jeff Green, eight point two million and four point five million. Um, I think they'll both opt in because that's right in the range of are you going to get that kind of money on the, the, the open market? Yeah. Um, key thing with them though, is they have early opt-in dates, uh, June 20th for both of them. So that's actually pre-draft. So the nuggets will know pre-draft if those guys are opting in or opting out, if they opt in now they're under contract and that makes them eligible for a trade. So good job by Denver to, to get those uh, uh, things done pre-draft. I'm a little surprised more teams don't do that. More teams don't try to get that decision in pre-draft. Yeah. I mean, but I, I don't understand why want to go for it. players yeah. don't want that. If players want to know after the draft who's yeah. on the team, what are my minutes yeah. going to look like, and then make their decision from they there. They don't want to be traded after draft either. Right, right. yeah, that, and that's that's part of it too. But yeah. um, you know yeah. what? I mean, give it like Jeff Green, $4.5 million. It wouldn't surprise me if there was a non-taxpayer mid-level out there for him somewhere Could just be. because of, of the, the need for wings around or the Or at least NBA. half of it. Like, I don't think you'd get the full – Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Taxpayer mid-level. Taxpayer, yeah, Taxpayer about the five, six million, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But uh, again, is that worth, you know, that I don't know. You know what I was a little surprised when I was putting putting this together and then doing the Denver offseason preview? This sounds weird to put it this way. He's only 32. Really? I, I, let me double check. Maybe I did get – now Now I'm having having doubts that, that I got that right. Maybe he is a little older. I think, though, that I did get that right, right? Let's see. Oh, no, yeah, I got – that wrong he's 36 never mind <laughs> that oh. is <laughs> jamichael green is 32 see this is why you can't have two players with jay green jay and green so we'll get that <laughs> like, on spot track. I, was, I was thinking I was like, i'm going i'm like he got traded for ray <laughs> allen like yeah. way way oh yeah yeah when the celtics had him initially that's, had his that's draft. right <laughs> yeah back in the uh 2008 nba draft so we'll get that updated on spot track uh right. the detroit pistons um We'll just run through these quick because this is the Pistons have a lot of stuff to do. And a lot of this is all going to be designed around getting after that max cap space. So Hamadou Diallo, Carson Edwards, Luca Garza, Frank Jackson, I think they'll decline their team options on all of those guys. Mm -hmm. Corey Joseph, 5.2 million player option. I think he'll pick that up. Um, that's, he seems to like being there. He was a you know at least a uh, part time starter uh, for most of the year. I, I think that that'll go that way, um, and, and he'll be back um, you know there. But I think they're going to decline all the other guys. Keep an eye on Frank Jackson. He can play. Um, he can really shoot the ball too and play both kind of on and off ball. He'd be an interesting backup guard for a lot of good teams. Keith, um, I, I scanned ahead. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so proud of you. You managed to you managed to slip in the MCU. To the Houston Rockets. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 In case it's a little hard to read, I wrote on John Wall's 47.4 player option. There isn't a world that exists where Wall doesn't pick up this player option, not even in the MCU multiverse. A buyout after, however. Um, <laughs> see. Uh, I want to touch on Wall's teammate, though, Jayshon Tate. Yep. So we said you decline team options sometimes to make a guy a restricted free agent because Tate only signed a three year total deal instead of a four year total deal. What's mm-hmm. going to happen is if you uh, you can let him play that out and still have his restricted rights after. So the Rockets will take him back for $1.8 million, uh next year. Uh, Clippers, a couple uh, starters, guys. Uh, you know, Zubach, definitely a starter. He'll be back. They're going to pick up that team option. Money is no object in L.A. I think Nick Batum will opt out and then sign a deal that adds at least a year or two more 
I'm onto his contract probably for similar ish money. Mm -hmm. Um, just, just he, he's been that good for them. Uh, and good for him because I thought he was done. In, yeah. In Charlotte. Looked very different in, in LA, but sometimes that happens when you have an older player who's asked to do a lot of things when they move to a better team that only asks them to focus on doing yep. a few things, yep. their, their overall effectiveness goes up. And, and he's part of, that whole, you know, Clippers having the best depth in the league and yeah. being able to play a bunch of different ways. Uh, all right, let's stop and talk your Lakers for a minute here. I don't know why poor Stanley Johnson didn't get uh, his name bolded, but we'll get that fixed too. Um, um, that's but, whiteboard material right there for Stanley Johnson. That's going to fuel his offseason fire right there. Right there. Um, <laughs> team options on Gabriel and Johnson. Gabriel's will get picked up because then his contract becomes non-guaranteed mm -hmm. and they'll have to fight his way onto the roster out of training camp, presumably. Stanley Johnson, his contract is immediately fully guaranteed if his options picked up. But I think he was good enough for the Lakers that they have to bring him back. Absolutely. Um, I would be very surprised at 2.4 million. Kendrick Nunn, 5.3 million player options. He's already said he's picking it up. Um, he'd be completely irresponsible not to after missing last year. Then we get to Russ. I didn't say 100% Russ will pick this up because he's Russ. He, he, there's like a 0.00001% chance that Russ might say, oh. hey, you know what, let's go free agency. I highly, highly, highly doubt that will happen. So we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll say it's going to happen, and then this will be a talking point for probably another month in a weekish. Mm -hmm. uh, what happens from there uh, with him? I, I've said it a bunch of times. I firmly believe Russell Westbrook is picking up the option. He's just not going to do it until he absolutely okay. has to, because until then he's trying to maintain as much control as possible yep. to prevent himself from being traded anywhere he doesn't want to go. Yeah, he one hundred percent will not do it before the draft. Yeah, um, that is not going to happen. Um, Miami Heat, PJ Tucker, seven point four million, second year in a row. He's got a player option now. He opted out of the Bucks deal. The Bucks uh, kind of famously now misplayed their hand and said, mm -hmm. you know, go find another deal. Um, Heat are not going to do that. Plus, I think Tucker. We've seen some real bumps for him th yep. this year at times. Um, he looks like maybe he's finally starting to slow down a little. So he'll opt in, remain a key rotation player for Miami next year. Speaking of the Bucks, uh, Thanasis isn't going anywhere. His brother's there. He's going to pick up his. Yeah. I think Pat Connaughton that is. That one's interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. This yeah. might be the, the biggest, the most, the biggest question mark that we've yep. seen so far is Pat Connaughton at 5.7 million. I'm curious. That uh, my guess is he opts out. That's my guess too, and that's what I would advise him to do. Yeah. He may be the best shooter on the, the free agent market. Um, Non-Malik Monk division. I think Monk can create his own shot a little better. And, and I'm yeah. taking guys like Bradley Beal, Zach Levine out of the mix because it's a right. completely different caliber of player. But for somebody who is kind of purely a shooter, I think Connaughton is the, the best one. He's, again, got that early option date, 622, so ahead of the draft for him um, there. Bobby Portis has a player option, too. Expectation has been all along. Portis will opt out, then yep. using his early bird rights, the Bucs will pay him considerably more money, and they'll they'll resign him for you know, uh, you know more years, and he'll be back. Uh, Minnesota in a tricky spot with Jalen Noel and Nas Reed. That's the, uh, you know, call, call it the, I'm going to skip down to another guy here, Lou Dort momentarily. Mm -hmm. Call it that same situation. You could make him a restricted free agent. I just don't know that either one of these guys are guys. Tim Connolly's going to really feel like got to keep these guys at all, you know, like, at all costs. So I, I think they'll probably just pick those up. Lou Dort mm -hmm. is the guy I was talking about earlier where I said, this guy is the key for decline it. Resign while you're yep. 
you cannot under any circumstances let him hit unrestricted free agency. Um, you'll end up paying him way more money than you want to because some other team will jump in. Could one of the cap space teams throw an offer sheet at Lou Dort? Yeah, maybe, but probably not so much of a one that the Thunder are really going to blink at it. So, yeah, he'll be back. My guess is what we hear here is he gets his option declined. They make him a restricted free agent. And then this is one of the earlier deals we find detail. Like, you know, Thunder Lou Dort have agreed to four years, sure. 60 million contract or something like that. Yeah, I think that'll that'll happen pretty quickly, and they're in they're in lockstep with that. So, yep. wouldn't be surprised there. Uh, Mike Muscala, like you said here, I think he gets picked up as well. Um, it could be picked up and then and then used in a trade at some sure. point. Mm-hmm. But um, yep. but I do think he gets picked up. Yeah, it wouldn't Isaiah surprise Roby. me. Um, Isaiah Roby, yeah, he just hasn't popped. Yeah, for me that 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 they need to decline this option. Uh, they'll they'll let it, that play out. James Harden, who oh, knows. Boy. I continue to believe Harden will opt out mm-hmm. and I think they'll get a deal done, but I think it's going to be less than the max um, in terms of total money and years. I don't think he's getting the five year, you know, $250 million or whatever. So, uh, you know, uh, max contract. I don't think it's going to run into that. I think it'll be less years, less overall money. And that's where this will go. That's a difficult conversation to have with a guy like James Harden, who has spent what a decade being the guy, the mm-hmm. former MVP, to go into a contract negotiation where for for the superstar level players, and I'm talking about James Harden tier players, the LeBrons, the Kevin Durant, these guys, right? Max deal is underpaying them. Right? That's that's just the way the way the system works. A max deal doesn't accurately reflect what their true value is on the floor. So if you're going into James Harden and you're saying, we're not willing to pay you a max, that's a big dose of reality for James Harden to have to deal with. Like, yeah. hey, we believe you're not that guy anymore. That's what the dollars say when you go in and you're not offering him that max deal. I'm curious to see how that plays out. That's not going to be an easy conversation to have. No, it's not, but you have to, right? Yeah, oh, you absolutely. Know, you have this to. This is right. where him and Daryl Morey's relationship comes into play and really gets you to a good place, you know, for player and team here. Uh, Shake Milton of the Sixers, um, he's too good for them to lose. There's no restricted rights at play here. Just pick up the team option for $1.9 million. That's That's a bargain uh, for what he provides. Trey Lyles is interesting. Um, if you actually go look at Trey Lyles' numbers and then look at some of the game film, Better than I think people realize. He's actually a fairly competent defender. He's got pretty good range uh, for a four-five guy. He he can kind of fill that stretch big role uh, for for a team and you know hold his own defensively. So the Kings, we make the Kings jokes and they do weird stuff still, and they're still occasionally doing weird things. But they've mostly made good decisions on options. So I think they'll they'll pick this up and bring him back for two point six million. It would be kind of irresponsible not to. Uh, Svee Mikhailuk, your guy. Okay. Um, it's just he's a one-trick pony. And the one thing he does, well, he doesn't do well enough to offset the things he can't do, which are dribble, rebound, pass, defend, you know, only you know, major parts of the sport. He can shoot, and that's about the extent of it. Oh, uh, why, why are you going to do that to Svee? <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, hey, he can shoot. He's just got to shoot even better than what he's shot so far if he mm-hmm. wants to make it. So he's got a player option. Kind of maybe a rare misstep by the Raptors um, to, to give a player option to a guy of this kind of caliber, but he'll pick that up, and it's not so much money. You can't work around it fairly easily. Last I, guy. Yeah. Oh, last guy. Oh, boy. Guy. No, I was going to move on to the the, the Wizards, yeah. the last Evan guy. 
I didn't want to sit there and be sad, be sad about Svi, be sad about Svi too, for too long here. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, Bradley Beal, uh, thirty-six point four player option. Um, he's gonna he's gonna opt out of it. Um, mm. We know that there's already reporting out there. Um, the uh, Washington Post was the most recent to to report on it. Um, he's gonna opt out and resign. He'll probably be on a five-year max deal. We'll see if that looks bad at the end probably won't be worried about that down the line and if things keep going the way they are maybe it's not even the wizard's problem to worry about uh, mm -hmm. down the line. but that, that's my guess there so there's a run through the contract options we definitely skipped through a handful of guys but if you want to check that out check that out on spot track um give you all the stuff there um people have already been asking you know what about al horford what about this guy what about that guy those are not options. Those are non-guarantees. We will have another piece coming about non-guarantees a little bit later after uh -huh. we have a little bit more clarity on some of them. Um, I'm trying to really uh, you know, put some sourced intel into this too. These are not just guesses by me. Um, I'm having a lot of conversations with people trying to understand uh, what teams' goals are, what players' goals are uh, for free agency. I'm trying to really you know, put, put effort into this. So we'll have some of that coming as well um, with that. But the, these were the true options, team or player options. That's right. I, and there's some interesting ones. Uh, there's a lot, though, that are pretty cut and dry. Like we know yeah. what they're going to do and we have a good idea of that. But yeah. uh, again, I think still important to go through and have an idea of who's going to be where, who's going to be out on the market and all of that as we do inch closer to the NBA draft, which isn't like it feels kind of far, but it's not really <laughs> that far. Like we're not that far away from like getting into the good stuff of the, the offseason in terms of the you know free agency, the draft yeah. and, and all that. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming for you guys. We've been kind of, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to say with detail mapping it out, but but mapping out what, what our next uh, several weeks are going to look mm -hmm. like here. We're going to get into some of the free agent stuff as the finals kicks off because when that happens, we're not necessarily every other day. There's there's two-day breaks in between some of the games and things like that. And as we all know, if the finals goes long, it'll run right into with only a few days leading up to the draft and all those things. Uh, final draft decisions are due for college players if they want to return back to college uh june 1st so we're, we're only a few days out from that as well so we're, we're getting there um on you know a lot of these things starting to really take shape uh here over the next uh, couple of weeks we'll have a good idea of the draft picture and then we're going to get right into the you know, part of the reason we want to get these option uh pieces out there is because we've got a lot of guys that are going to be deciding on options here uh in the next uh you know several weeks so we're a lot of stuff coming uh free agent rankings tiers all that stuff uh some team stuff as well a lot of fun stuff as we we head into uh kind of what, what this show was designed around originally yeah. yep yeah absolutely it's going to be a lot of fun going to be a busy off season can't wait and all the more reason to subscribe right here the nba front office show over on youtube don't forget to turn on those notifications and of course if you're listening to the apple podcast version of this make sure that you do give us that five star rating and review we love reading those reviews over on apple podcast great way to help out the show all right Let's head into a, a holiday weekend. We've got Memorial Day coming up on, on Monday. Everybody enjoy it. Spend some time with family. And until uh, next time, see ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.